I was. I think I, that only bad graffiti should be illegal. Mm. Well, you can tag literally any building you want as long as the art's good. Too subjective. Uh, I'm the arbiter of graffiti from Ugh. now on. Wait a Not second. Not my aesthetic, <laughs> my judgment of quality. Wait. Any you- any art style is welcome as long as it's well done. It can be in poor taste. What are your qualifications? What are your graffiti qualifications? Uh, must be good. No, no, I think he's asking like, what are your? Give me your personal. CV. Oh, oh, what are my qualifications? You saw judge Star it? Wars once, but you were really oh, high. I he it's, once wrote Jevin was here on a desk. I did do that, uh, but also I have incredible taste. Really? And literally no ability to create good graffiti. So huh. I, I should be the one to judge it. Even though you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know all about how it looks, but I can't make it. Great. And since I can't make it, people who are bad also shouldn't. Okay. So we're going to do... We're going to do comedy? Yep. Oh, In theory... Well, I've been recording for the last 45 minutes, so I guess you guys, hopefully you're warmed up. Been recording for the past four and a half minutes. Step Great. one is we're all going to go to World Clock, and we're going to synchronize watches, as it were. World what? Clock! I don't want to, why? Yeah. You could just World clap or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. We have we to have clap to do at the, it same, at the time. same time. Idiot. Okay, where's World Clock? Uh, go to timeanddate.com. The World Clock, yeah, okay. Uh-huh, timeanddate.com. Okay. Fremont. I'm going I'm to edit. What are you editing? Just use San Francisco. Buddy. What are you doing? I'm doing that. It says Fremont. Okay, they're on the same time zone as you, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> but I want to use God. mine. Okay. okay. All right, Cody. That's cool. Um, so it is currently. I have seven forty nine thirty six. So I'm going okay. to hunt for. Uh, seven forty nine fifty. We're all going to clap at seven forty nine fifty. Everyone ready? Yep. Okay, good. Nice. Basically, close, no delay. That's really close good. Enough. Close Perfect. enough. Perfect. Uh, all right. You're not recording? Is that what you said? He's Can not just uh, now? I am recording now. Right. Okay, so let's do it again, baby. We're going to resynchronize the watches. Uh, oh this God. time, we're hunting for 750 20. 750 20. Get ready? Great. Cool. Okay, cool. I'm I'm very low energy today. I'm very tired. Eat some fucking Great. pasta. <laughs> That's what you want to hear. Yeah, eat some pasta. Something really filling that'll make Does you Jason, sluggish you... <laughs> in your chair. I'll just say this. I had a lot of spaghetti before this, so I might be amped up. So you're filled with that hot Italian energy. Yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Fights Considered. I'm your first, best, and only host, Jevin Kokash. And I am your 16th host, Jason Duvall. And I am your (laughs) 256th host, I've got eight bits just like Super Mario. I'm Jordan Neal. And with us this week, you know him. You love him. 
You once saw him in an alleyway and smashed the bottle you were holding and brandished it at him to warn him, get back. Don't try and mug me right now. Get back. But then you realized it was just lovable local ruffian, Cody Frost. Hello, guys. Local ruffian. Local ruffian. Lovable. One of them. He's a lovable local ruffian. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We all love him. uh, I'm like one of those, uh, those Ewoks. One of the Ewoks. Not Wicked? Which one? Are no, you Wicked? Not wicked. No, You're not a leader? No, I'm not. Is he a leader? Is that Wicked's debatable? Wicked's a leader. He's the leader of the Is tribe, he? isn't he? He's right. at least the like general. He's like a general. Air, but doesn't die. I mean, cool. You know are you, you know that one I'm talking about? Which it's like a big what, explosion he, near it, and it kind of like cartwheels through the air and gets up, and it's like... Mm. That's a... Yeah, but isn't, that's not Wicked, is it? That's just a random no, one, right? it's just a random one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are you, are you like that one? It's like the Stevo of the Ewok village. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm the Stevo of the Ewok village, and this is uh, walk ass or e e e ass or something. So this E-wass. is the po- comedy podcast where we're turning the format. Yeah. We're turning, <laughs> yeah, dude. This is the energy that Cody Frost brings to the to the pod. Every time we have Cody on, without fail, everyone knows it's a comedy podcast. <laughs> It changes we don't even need to else. label it nope. on Spotify. We actually take it out of the comedy section when Cody's around. Because we only tag it as Cody Frost. Yeah. We've been it's losing comedy. a lot of followers because they thought it was a historical fiction <laughs> podcast. Uh, but it's good to have Cody Frost back to set everyone straight. No, no, no. This one's for comedy. People do this for comedy, guys. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to do the first fight. I'm going to roll into it. The first okay. fight is Thanos. Okay. You know this guy's the purple guy. Mad he's got Titan. the power stone. He's got yes, a prune chin. He's got a prune chin. Muscular grimace. Muscular grimace has the power stone this time. That's lust for death. Ha- yeah, wants to wants to bone death. You said he only has the power stone. He doesn't have any other infinity stones. Stepfather to uh, Gamora and Nebula. Yes, we we have we have now finished describing everything about Thanos. Okay, the- can I ask another qu- clarifying question? Sure. Is this the version of the Power Stone that explodes instantly and kills everyone who touches it? Or is it after that when they forget that that happened and anyone can touch it all willy-nilly? It, it, it'll be the first one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sick. All right. It's, it's that one. That guy that we just described Cut. very thoroughly. But One of the, one of the Brolins. Yes. Josh. Cable? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Cable. It is... Thanos, the big purple man, muscular grimace, as portrayed by Josh Brolin with the Power Stone, the version that blows up if you touch it. But he keeps getting more stoned all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you're familiar with this sensation where you eat an edible, maybe a weed brownie, Mm -hmm. and then about half an hour later, you're like, man, nothing is happening. So you eat another one. Right. And that kind of increase in highness over time after that, he keeps experiencing that increase in highness. Okay. Just an it. exponential right. Yeah, kind of, kind of just a steady, steady roll of just more and more high. A creeper weed okay. scenario. He starts the fight sober. Okay. I will say that, but continues. Is he to get fighting more with him? High. Is he fighting with his soul at this point? He will at one point, yes, be fighting to to save his own ego from complete death. Okay, uh, fine. But it, 
if he if he takes a nap, maybe drinks a ton of water, eats a little bit of bread, he should be was still getting more high because that's the way I set up the fight. So, he, so he's not going to reach a full blown ego death and uh, sub- sublimate sublimate into uh, nirvana. I'm sure that if he reached that point, he would use the power stone on himself to separate his entire body atom by atom. Correct. <laughs> okay. That's the first half. <laughs> that's one contestant. <laughs> I thought the whole fight was him getting more stone. That's no. not a fight. That's a prop. <laughs> That's a situation. That's a situation. Versus. Thanos versus a bunch of cookies, man. <laughs> How many sleeves of Oreos can Thanos power through? Yeah, dude. Versus Steve Rogers, Captain America himself. And Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier himself, but they get the equivalent to a bump of cocaine every time they high-five. The equivalent? Yes. They don't actually do a bump bump of cocaine. They get amped on energy. Cocaine enters their system when they high-five. About a bump's worth. Okay. Okay. And they're fighting. It's, It's Cap and Bucky. I don't think anybody's fighting. See, you don't think you don't think Steve and Bucky are going to fucking absolutely run at this purple man? No, they're just no, gonna keep high fiving each other in they a just circle. Keep high-fiving each other. And yeah, they're gonna see, write the they're gonna write the greatest screenplay for a movie you've ever seen. All their think. ideas are amazing. They're brilliant. They're so good. They got to call their agents. It's gonna but be the greatest screenplay they've ever seen. They're writing it upside down and backwards like Da Vinci, so no one steals ah, it. So nice. no one steals. Have you ever seen Memento? They're going to do that, but better. <laughs> I could imagine this screenplay. It's like fade in on the Lower East Side. Yeah. One poor, down-on-his-luck tenement worker says to the other, I've got so many fucking ideas, bro. i got an idea for a business. <laughs> um, I don't think, honestly... The the people that I've known who were really into coke now are they are they just them and they happen to realize that when they high five they get high on cocaine or they they know that this boost exists oh uh, they're um, just gonna be fucking high fiving every like twenty minutes yes see every the problem minutes? the problem with high fives is they make you feel like a million bucks uh-huh. but the they turn you into a man who feels like a million bucks sure but the man who turn feels like a million a bu- bucks. Just wants to high five. That's true. See, it's a cycle. It's yeah, a, it's very singular. singularly focused. If they can get singularly focused on fighting Thanos, who's just yeah. basically sitting down picking up a, a fucking didgeridoo that he found, <laughs> mellowed out. <laughs> and you think that Captain America in the Winter Soldier, seeing Thanos in a field doing literally anything, are going to be like, that's fine. Let's just chill well, do out. they know Thanos at this point? Is this post Infinity War or this is during the Infinity War? This is yeah, during the lead up to Infinity War. Do they know who he is? Because that they didn't know who he was or at, what he looked at like. Some point. They he appeared on the planet and they knew exactly who he was. They were like, "That's the one, right? Yeah, that's the purple dude." Well, and yeah, they ran a giant right at fucking him. purple dude with the glove and a million. Thank you, Jason. Centauri. Thank you for for proving my point perfectly. Shows up, could never have but, done. but he shows up with an army, right? Two guys yeah. just stumbling across a purple dude stoned out of his mind. <laughs> I mean, it's like 
Yeah, All I'm like, saying is, if they don't know who it is, they're in a state of mind where they're going to walk up to him and ask him, yo, dude, what's up? How's it going, dude? Hey, yeah. what's up, dude? And he's not going to be able to form a response in nearly the time frame that they... <laughs> yeah, you want to play some Thanos bones, bro? Is, you want to play some bones? It's, it's, <laughs> Thanos is so stoned, he's not going to fight anybody. When was the last time you saw somebody who was mega stoned get in a fight? I. That's why I made Thanos get more and more high. Because he's a fucking war titan, <laughs> and now he's but, stoned. But think about this: his whole purpose, his intention, is to try to like lessen the strain of the universe's resources and things. He's yeah. trying. His intention is to like save people. Ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. He's just going to be diving into like other ways of doing that, and 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 like zoning out and be like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to do that. That sounds Maybe like a, that sounds to- like a Cap and Bucky win. If he's oh, just looking for man. more ideas, whoa, man! They got what the ideas. Mean, what if instead I doubled the resources? Whoa! That's now we're talking. <laughs> Do you guys think the universe is going to run out of Family Guy episodes too? Never. Have you guys? 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 Have you guys ever been attracted to uh, Death when she's a sexy lady? Have you guys? Is this just a Jevin thing? Wait, right did now, I say what? that already? Have you guys? This is a Jevin thing. Yeah, it is. What if there was, like, a seventh Infinity Stone? Whoa! <laughs> I think that Thanos, yeah, I think in this case, I don't think there's there would be a fight. I think that they would just, Thanos would just be fucking rolling around in, in the grass. Or so paranoid that he couldn't do shit at all, even if he had the stone. In fact, if he knew that the stone was so powerful, he might even not want to deal with it. And Bucky <laughs> bury and, it. Uh, <laughs> They're, yeah, and the, like those those other clowns are just gonna just keep getting high and like be awake for like four straight days. If all they have to do is slap high fives to get high on cocaine, you don't think it's gonna that be they like would, speed. You don't think that they would get like battle lusted? These two fucking World War One vets. Why? What but do you mean? Like, why? They're not because like war mongers. They're, they're not, not war mongers, but they not, don't they don't not like fighting. We can uh, we can say that. They, they like probably would spar say, each other. Sure, oh, they could I don't spar know. each other. Yeah, they would fight each other, but every time they their hands touch, they just get fucked up. All the more reason oh, whoa, to fight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Awesome. Blocking blocking an incoming blow is not a high five. Pal. No, 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 I know, but eventually they're gonna high five each other and be like <laughs> in the middle of the yeah. fight. <laughs> in fact, I think that they in in this case, I think they lose because they just end up fight getting aggressive towards each other and Why? fighting each other. Why do you think like, that they would get aggressive towards each other rather than Thanos? Because they're coked hey. out of their <laughs> minds. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey Buck. <laughs> hey Buck, give me a five. I, I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm my hand hurts. Buck, give me a five. Bucky's give me a five hand right hurts? now. <laughs> is, also, it, is it a high me. five with either hand, or does it have to be the Winter Soldier like metal hand? With. Uh, it can be either hand, though. I mean, they both know that that metal hand hurts a lot more. Okay, here's a question. If they bump chest, do they just explode? <laughs> uh, no, if they bump chest, it creates a sonic wave that makes Thanos a little bit less stoned. They're not going to do that more than one time. They're going to just keep high-fiving each other. Do you guys think Thanos could maybe eke out a win here by like convincing them that all of this violence bullshit is just like... The man trying to keep them down? Sure. Uh, I, I think he's that, got an outside play here, you know? I think he could maybe get them to be like, dude, just chill the fuck out. Check out the sick didgeridoo, bro. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to... I think that... Than, I think that Thanos wins because either 
either they end up fighting each other over high fives and they get yacked out of their mind uh, and waste away. Or yeah, or Thanos is like able to just like get them to chill out at some point, And then they just crash from all that cocaine high-fiving. There you go. Yeah. Not a single Thanos, blow landed. Thanos would just like eventually just get a little tuckered out. Like they they could approach Thanos and they'd see the same thing they see in in the beginning of Endgame. They see his armor all hung up and everything. And he's uh-huh. replaced his helmet with a beanie. Nice. And he's just, he's just <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> snacks and he's everywhere. Trying, trying to garden, but his hands are shaking so much. Just using a power stone like a hacky sack. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Get in on this. You want to kick this, kick this power stone around a bunch? You want in? You want in? Oh, Don't wait. worry. That could be a win. Because they're like, fuck yeah, dude, I could kick that more than anything. And then it touches them and they explode. And then they die to yeah. death. Yeah, but I don't, but doesn't, can, is he the only one who can handle it? Is that why he just tosses it to them and they both explode? Yeah, in the, uh, what was it? Infinity War? He, they show him picking up one with his bare hands and you're like, oh dang, that's wild. Because anytime anybody else has done that, it's been wild. Right. Doesn't he die. pick it up in his hand and punch somebody? He like picks up the power stone and lays I think he blow. does that in, in Endgame, yeah. And then after that, everybody's just picking it up and running around with them and playing, like, juggling and shit. Yeah, it's super wild. I feel like he's probably, I, I honestly feel like at a certain point, his, like, paranoia or his, like, his mind would just be so stoned that he would just, like, not want to deal with the Power Stone. I think he just wins because Bucky and Rogers just kind of kick each other's ass. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. it went that direction. Never I think it, it also, he, he just, the moment he starts getting high, Thanos grows uh, a sudden uh, chin beard on that, on that ripply chin. Yeah, just a nice. little, little, <laughs> a little soul patch. That's yeah. disgusting. Jason, this is the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> so oh. bad. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, that we'll, was yeah, it. We'll that was my quote unquote fight. <laughs> Thanos, you it. Thanos, Thanos for the, Thanos for the berserkly win. That was <laughs> Avengers Infinity Stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, okay. think if, have you, they had infi- infinite amount of cocaine power. Yeah. They're going to be too distracted. Yeah. Freaking Steve Rogers. No way. He's, no, I'm, I'm on yeah, Cody's side. Why? I mean, if you put a, if you give a rat a lever where it can get cocaine, it Steve just Steve Rogers has a, a much better willpower than that, bud. And he was also a goody goody. But Has think- he ever been high on cocaine? Infinite my guess, cocaine. My guess is infinite yes. cocaine. <laughs> also, Why? this isn't this isn't morally bad cocaine. It wasn't made by a drug cartel that that's is, true. You know, oppressing people. This is morally nebulous cocaine. It's mm. not illegal to high five. No, you can't outlaw a high five in America. Well, that's against freedom. Well, did you say uh, America's laws? You're are not based supposed in to be high fiving people right now, for sure. <laughs> like I said, dude, that's against freedom. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, that's a joke please stay socially distant (laughs) great all right somebody save me from this okay cool i got one i got one uh as you may know uh it is may the 4th international day of star wars so i figured we had to have at least one star wars themed fight today uh so this fight is called commander cody frost great um nice all right so uh due to a clerical mix-up Instead of using infamous bounty hunter Django Fett, the Kaminoans create the clone army entirely using DNA from <laughs> Cody Frost. 
<laughs> As in Star Wars, the clones are bred with an implant chip that make them follow orders. But other than that, they are genetically identical and developmentally accelerated Cody Frosts. <laughs> it's too bad for them. Uh, is there a little Boba Frost? Uh, you've anticipated, you've sprung my trap card very early here. Uh, ask oh, me that sorry. again in, in three rounds. Okay, okay, okay. I'll hold off. I'll, I'll keep myself contained. Okay. Cut, cut that out. Round one is the battle for Geonosis. So we have 200,000 Cody Frosts uh, uh-huh. with several yeah. Imperial Star or uh, Republic um, assault ships. Uh, I'm not sure if they're called Star Destroyers at the time. They're Venator class mm-hmm. destroyers. And Republic gunships, uh, you have to rescue the Jedi and then mount an offensive to destroy the capital ships of the clone army. Uh, If you have 200,000 Cody Frosts led by Jedi generals, can we do it? I have a quick question. Yes. A. Yes. It's a two-parter. Okay. (laughs) Do do the stormtroopers know about their implant ships? Um, The clone troopers... Uh, that's a good question. Kind of. Okay. Um, I mean, they have to be aware that when someone gives them an order, they pretty much always follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Do Does they? Does this awareness mean someone that gives an order, right? They, if they were of a kind of free spirit caliber, they would try to take it out if they did know about it. Now they... you're getting really deep into Star Wars lore. Because, but but also it's a it's like the the thing about the chip. It could be like if you know about it, you won't take it out anyway. That's one of your orders. Never take out your chip. Yeah, sure. So we're getting deep into Star Wars lore. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. My understanding is that the latter half is kind of like what you've talked about. Like mm-hmm. they just, you know, a fish that lives in water doesn't know, doesn't understand the concept of water. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, they are genetically predisposed and biologically altered to like orders. But there are definitely some in some of the novelizations yeah. that consider themselves to be Uh-oh. like part of an enslaved group of. Yeah, but also oh, no. these are Cody Frost, so they don't have that part. Right. Right. They just, just have guys. the chips that make them follow orders, but they don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming Cody wouldn't like it. What yeah. Happened? I mean, if they were genetically based on you, Cody, do you think that you would be down to be part of a, a giant army of clones mm. fighting robots? Oh, no. Okay. Cody, how would you say your relationship ah. with authority is? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, we lost Cody. Oh, Cody, how would you say you feel about killing a robot, even a, even though it's not a human life or, or 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 maybe even sentient life, but an AI? I I dropped back. part of that. What? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> how okay, how cool. would you feel about having a chip installed in your brain? Uh, forcing how do you to... I know that I? How do I know I don't already have one installed Ooh. in my brain? Damn. Well, did you accidentally make Cody high during that last fight? Because that's a great thought. Mm-hmm. He's thinking outside the box. I mean, you know, since uh, I, I heard that Bill Gates is trying to get chips into our brains to cure COVID. So, you know, maybe that's already happening. I don't know. The chips uh, in the brains tell your brain COVID equals no, and then you just don't have it. <laughs> yeah. But it also blocks your pineal gland um, along with the 5G yeah. towers. So it disconnects <laughs> you from the spiritual realm permanently. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a real toss-up, COVID or sure. your soul. Cody, what would you say, how would you rate on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being on par with Django Fett and 1 being a little baby toddler, how would you rate your accuracy with firearms? Yeah. Um, I would say that my accuracy is pretty good. It's probably better than average, but probably not, you know, wartime 
trained or uh, like stealth skilled or anything. When I was in Boy Scouts, I got a number of marksman awards for twenty two. Oh, really? uh, Look at that. Yes. So, ladies and so, gentlemen, so I think we I have probably, maybe a seven or eight. Now, now you are an improv person, so you're probably uh-huh. well versed in like follow the follower and see, things where you have to move as a single unit. So you could probably move uh, military style with the rest of the Cody Frosts. Probably pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, I'm just going to put in an interstitial here of the clone troopers having to go through improv comedy training yeah. uh, on Camino, mm-hmm. and we'll just cut away from that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cody, how uh, would we'll you save that sketch? Let's write that sketch after we're done with the record. Can we get sure. a hold of the the dude who does the voices for all the clones in the show? Oh yeah, 100. <laughs> percent Nice. What's he well, doing? Is that of a job now? Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, are these clones of me in my prime or me now? That is a great question. Um, they would because be- I. I just turned 40 a few days ago. Yeah. And so, so your that prime might be was a few days different. ago when you turned 40. Um, Probably a few days ago. So the clone troopers are ordered 10 years before the battle on Geonosis, and mm. they age it twice as fast. So these are clones of you when you were 20 years old. Hmm. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a dark period in your life? <laughs> Uh, no, but it was, uh, no, that was probably okay. I'm trying to think of what I was doing. I was living in Southern California at 20 and I was, uh, I think I started to be more active, a little bit more active around then. Uh, but I ballooned, I got pretty heavy between, uh, the end of high school and probably living in LA because I worked internet tech support. And so, and just ate junk food and like there was a free soda fountain at my Ooh. company, uh, so you just oh, drink yeah, soda all day, <laughs> surge all day, fucking two thousand. Yes. So if yeah. the if the Grand Army of the Republic installs surge dispensers on the Venator class Imperial <laughs> or Republic gunships, buddy, I didn't think Star Wars could get any cooler. <laughs> then we would have a problem because then we would have a bunch of clones that are too large to fit in their armor and they'd be having serious problems. But Maybe. also they'd be all, all hopped up on surge. They dude. would be cranked up on surge. Yeah. yeah. The and they might just, they might honestly win the battle of Geonosis without even having to use guns. If they have access to surge energy drink, absolutely blitzing with their they, armor they straight might. through robots. <laughs> Did you know that the Disney Corporation actually gets free surge for the entire Grand Army of the Republic because they have a deal with Coca-Cola? That makes sense. Uh, I think that they, yeah, they would be pretty, pretty powerful. And it depends if they're, if they're like following orders, but they're also somewhat autonomous and, and able to blend in, then they might be able to do a pretty good job. I have a question about Cody's mental state. Yes. Please, please. Does he have all his earth memories? That's a good question. Uh, no, memories don't no. transfer to clones. This isn't Naruto. These aren't shadow clones. So it's just These a are- shell. It's a Cody Frost shell. It's Yeah, sure. we're basing this off of Cody Frost's body. Mm. But if he were raised under uh, a mechanical war training simulator for 10 years. Well, then how is it different the from rate? the clones? If we don't include the boy's personality. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. How is Django Fett different from Cody Frost biologically? Not at all. Okay. Asked and answered. (laughs) Asked and answered. He's basically the same guy. 
Have you seen pictures of both of them? I would say equal in terms of marksmanship. Yeah. The situational awareness. But also, you just said they're raised by the military complex. Why would their marksmanship be bad? Well, now we're getting into a nature versus nurture debate. Um, Here's some things I know about Cody. Cody has that eyesight. Sure. Uh, I wear glasses. Yeah, that's true. Needs correction. Uh Uh-huh. That's... Fine. You can put that but, but right in the helmet. That's very expensive for the Republic, though, for to be able to no, afford. No, my, my, my eyesight is not that bad. It would require minor surgery, probably, or very small genetic altering. Or put that right in the helmet. Make the, make the, make, it, make the, the visor uh, corrective. Cody, how would you rate your physical aggression and your instincts in a fist fight? Not high. See, that is coming with the territory. That kind of stuff, some things you can't train. I guarantee you if you put Cody in a dojo for 10 years, he's not going to come out as a fucking world star, world world class. Wait, wait, wait wait a second. World class UFC fighter. Wait a second. Wait a second. You said, you just said, how do I feel about fighting? And I'm like, not, or how good would I be in a fight? I'm like, not. But if you put me in in a training scenario for 10 years, I'd be able to hold my own. I was going to ask, yeah, on a scale from, let's say, like hippies, hippie, just the hippie dippiest parents to the military industrial complex. How would you rate how you were raised in real I life? I was raised. I was raised as don't pick a fight, but a hundred percent support if I have to defend myself sure. against somebody who's picking on me. Mm-hmm. So not not raised by like a wartime general with the intent of having you be a fighter. Not that I'm aware of, but See, that's what I'm saying. I may no. not be active. Hey, Jerry's still Jordan, out. I may not be activated yet. Ooh. <laughs> the Manchurian sponge, Manchurian, <laughs> cone, cone, delta, trifecta, 33, 37, 98. Quart, noid, <laughs> house. I gotta go, guys. Cat. <laughs> um, Okay, I, I'm glad you signed off, even though you were just activated. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later. It's been real fun, but hey, guys, this has been a really fun comedy podcast. But I've just been activated. I have to start killing people. I'll see you guys later. I'd like to plug oh, yeah. the Could Russian you deep mind state? plugging who you're assassinating. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my plugs before I go. Uh, yeah, who, who are you murdering uh, to benefit uh, political movement? Can't, hey, Jason, can't tell. Otherwise, you're next. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but as muddy as the uh, the <laughs> input output input devices. output would be, yeah. I think Cody would be able to do it for the first one. Okay, that's good. I think I'll, so. I'll say this: when I was when I was when I was twenty, my when I was living in Southern California, my uncle, who has been a bodybuilder for his whole life, got me working out at a gym, and he we, he we were working out five days a week, and I started getting a lot of because like twenty is when your body start when my body started developing like like adult muscular yeah. shape, you know? And so I was getting uh, pretty big pretty quick. So if if I was 20 and I was actually like working out, I probably would have been a pretty big dude. Okay. Cody Frost wins the battle of Geonosis. Hell yeah, um, dude. We're going to step up the challenge meter just a little bit. Uh, there's approximately 400 Cody Frosts led by Anakin Skywalker, newly minted Darth Vader. Uh, and we have executed Order 66. So it's you, uh, Cody Froster, well, 400 genetic clones of you um, uh-huh. that were born and bred in a wartime, and they need to invade the Jedi Temple and kill all of the Jedi in a surprise attack. See, Is it just younglings, one. or...? No, it's, it's all the Jedi present at the Temple on that given day. Which was just younglings, right? 
No, 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 no. not even close. Did you Jedi watch Master, a different movie? Did you not play the video game <laughs> version of this? Those are some really hard levels. You have to fight Sindralic, dude. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. No, there's there are several Jedi Masters present. There's um, there's a lot of knights present, um, but their their numbers are heavily thinned out because they are at the the apex of the war. Right, they're at a point where mm. they've defeated you know, some key military generals. So they're starting to mop up and that's when you kind of deploy all of your reserve forces to go back cleanup. So you're right. right. That it's not at peak strength. Now I know there's going to be no surprise attacks because Cody does like to talk, does mm-hmm. like to announce himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> <my activation. laughs> yeah. And he's going to, he's going to verbally disagree <laughs> with the order, even though he has to take it out. <laughs> No, I think he really can have, have the, peace and passion, okay? <laughs> we have to really kill all of them. I mean, yeah. isn't just enough of them mm-hmm. fine, That's guys? actually what they're going to be saying as they walk <laughs> into the door. Oh, my God. We have to kill all of them? <laughs> they're going to be arguing with each other. They're like, should we really kill all of them? No. I mean, honestly, the Jedi are kind of evil. They're taking in a bunch of children at a very young age and impressioning all these, like, hardcore religious beliefs and, and turning them into See. this cultish uh, warrior class. Is this even technically 66? I feel like there was a suborder on 45 that makes nope. it basically its own order. This should be 67. It's, it's 66. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, I, I think that there's a high risk of Cody clones becoming like sociopolitically aware of the mm-hmm. of kind of like the chains that they've been shackled with. Sure. Um, and realizing like, oh, we're just like a bunch of bioengineered like tools of a, of a war machine that's designed to enforce. He's actually said that same sentence to me already. Weird. Yeah. So how in much more silly would it be if he had actually been trained in a warfare simulator from birth? Um, hey, man. General Strike. Let's get it going. Let's do it. No, General Grievous, Grievous Strike? <laughs> yeah. There uh, Yeah, I don't think he does it. Or, or I, if he does do it, I don't think he succeeds. They fall to infighting pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. They've got... They don't have the will to fight. By this point, they're starting to develop self-awareness. You know, it's late 20s, Cody. Yeah. We're, we're three years past early 20s, Cody, and now he's starting oh, to Oh, man, get... if you're... Wait, wait, you, like 23, 24? Uh, I think the Clone Wars were three years long. So, yeah, Oh, man, then you're, getting, then you're getting into, like, existential reflection, Cody. Ooh, like, the earliest stages worse. of that, which Ooh. is just like, I, well, okay, but why? But why are we trying to attack the Jedi? Bunch of clones with no will. Like, does it matter? Does it really change anything? Are we doing any good for the universe? Hanging out with these guys? I mean, I mean, I'm just a clone here. You know, what significance do I have? Hey, hey, (laughs) Cody, we're all just clones here, right? (laughs) That's, That's that's how it'd be. It'd be just that. It would be that. And then maybe we'd get stoned with Thanos, probably. <laughs> Different universe. No, Disney. It's all Disney, baby. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, no. Yeah. This is entirely plausible. Oh. There's only one this universe. This complicates a lot of stuff. Not a whole yeah, lot get, of stuff. Getting stoned with Thanos and, uh, and Quagmire from Family Guy. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, okay, so Order 66 fails this time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, offshoot, though, uh, as Jason alluded to earlier... Um, yes. Jango Fett did order a uh, genetic clone of himself. And so we're going to assume that that same thing happens. Uh, so now Boba Fett is just a miniaturized clone of Cody Frost with no age acceleration. 
Uh, does he even make it all the way to Return of the Jedi? I'm going to say uh, yes. Okay. Doesn't make Are it in, into the movie. Because <laughs> he... Well, well, <laughs> He doesn't become a bounty hunter, <laughs> but definitely makes it. I think he survives. Actually, well, no. You know what? I could picture him being like one of the um, one of the people hanging out in Jabba's den. That's plausible. Sure. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Just sure. hanging I'd out. Be, I mean, be around. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's a kid. He's raised by his. You know, he's raised by his father, so he learns some of that stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Or like somebody uh, that Han barely runs raised into. by his father. His father fucking died like a little <laughs> dummy in the, in the Battle of Geonosis. Head chopped clean off. Do you think he would successfully get vengeance on Mace Windu? No. God, no. No, no way. No way. I think by the t- if Okay, I'll say this. If he's... So it, he's not... He's not accelerated, correct? No, he's like thirteen at the time. So he's he's just he's he's cloned and he's cloned as a child, and then he just lives on. He does attempt to assassinate Windu uh, later in the game in in Clone Wars, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oh, he would really? get interested in other stuff. Yeah, yeah, he tries to plant a bomb in his sleeping chambers, and then tries to blow up the ship that he's on. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think I think nice. Boba Frost is probably. I, I envision just doing improv in Coruscant and just nice. living his life. <laughs> One little small tweak. It's got to be Bobby Frost. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he would get interested in other stuff because he's not, he wouldn't be raised in the, like the, the, the military training. I mean, his dad could be a fuck up and maybe he would be able to have some sort of distance if he's not completely ruined by his dad. But I think that he would, be like he'd find other interests. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a big it's a big galaxy out there, man. Yeah, you just know, going exploring. You know, look, my dad. You know, it's like my dad was an assassin. Like I don't. He was. He was a bounty hunter. Like I'm. You know, maybe I want to do something else. You yeah, know, that's a working class job. Maybe I want to aim a little higher. Sure. I was going to say man. I was. I could see you going the Han Solo route and just doing a bunch of weird shit all over the galaxy. Yeah, you could join the yeah. Kanji Club. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense to me. So I get that a background character in Return of the Jedi, no lines. Well, uncredited. He could, hey, he could be he could be in Return of the Jedi, but he would be in it would be such a radically different role that you mm-hmm. wouldn't even yeah wouldn't be the same. He'd be part of the, the background the, character, the band uh, in in Jabba's palace, a stand-in. For one of the members of the band, but they only added yeah. him in the uh, in the CGI <laughs> in the Blu-ray edition. <laughs> right, nice, nice. Yeah, that makes sense. I hear that. Okay, well, that's it. That's uh, that's Commander Cody Frost. Hell yeah! There you go. Nice. Good one. Very fun. That was very, <laughs> that was very weird. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it's it. Quite quite personal. Also, oddly, I. Uh, I had, I guess, you know, what's weird is I think subliminally I was seeing all the stuff about Star Wars, but I, I got my friend gave me his PlayStation Four, but he also gave me the second to last Star Wars Star Wars movie, um, Rise of the Skywalker. Is that the last? No, that's not that's the last, the last one, right? one. Last one's last Jedi. The second to last one's last Jedi. Last Jedi. The okay, best so one. That's the one. best canonical. So the best Star Wars film. Period. He gave me that right. one. I have that one, and then I just got a copy of the new one. Nice. So I was actually going to watch those tonight. Just nice. I was like, oh, I should probably watch these. And then I was, oh, yeah. It's, I 
May, the, May 4th. Still haven't seen the yeah. newest one. <laughs> no, this is why you fail. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't it, seen the at newest this point, one it's inexcusable. Whatever. I'll see it. Fairly inexcusable. <laughs> I'll see it eventually. Fairly inexcusable. It's very good. I, I enjoyed it. It got a lot of shit. It's good. I like it. Uh, Jordan made a face when Jason said Last Jedi was the best, so I just wanted to ask Jordan what the best one is. It's just a... That's, I don't know. That's kind of a, thematically it's strong, I guess, but it's. think the best one is? Uh, for me, that's going to be Empire. Empire Strikes Back, Visually stunning. It's a a heavy The composition of all the shots in Last Jedi is beautiful. The colors, it's, 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 it's the best. I'm not saying it's the best, like, Star Wars, like, movie. Film-wise, I think it's the best. Mm, Highest quality. From a film, filmic perspective. Okay, that's fair. From arguments f- can be made. Yeah, I can Sorry, see the argument from there, a but filmic. Yes, filmic. <laughs> yes, filmic. <laughs> We're getting filmic here, Cody. Don't you <laughs> like getting filmic? Word is that a word? I don't know. Filmic? I don't think so. Cody, filmic? you're the person who's into filmic cameras. You, you <laughs> oh be the God. arbiter here. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to say no. Then no, <laughs> no. Filmographically, oh, is that the no. adverb? Oh no! It is. It is a word. Yeah, I thought it was. Ooh. It's an adjective. But here's the thing: it just means relating to movies or cinematography. Yeah, of fucking course it does, you idiot. What else would it mean? It just is such a vague term. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's film ick. <laughs> There's nothing vague about it. Well, what are you talking about? Film ick. Are you talking about a a river? No. <laughs> oh, do you mean like a thin layer of like mucus or something that might be over the top of a of a pond or something? Context. <laughs> That's Flemish. Con- con- <laughs> All right, who wants to take a, a little break, a little baby break? <laughs> okay, yeah. we're just gonna. I'm gonna just keep my yeah. Thing don't bro- don't stop bro- recording. Just uh, don't just stop. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get some cake and I'll go to the back. Oh, oh, I yeah. love that band. All right, back in five. Nice. Right. Short skirt, Wait, long jacket. I know that we're a comedy podcast now, so I figured I would just read tweets. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, we're going to just end up being that, you know? A Twitter feed. Yeah. We're just going to be a Twitter. We're just going to read tweets. You want to be relevant. Uh-huh. Hey, I mean, the cable news does it. It's an increasingly online world, so we might as well become a Twitter cast. Yeah, I mean, do you guys think that this whole, this internet thing is like sort of, and I mean, maybe this is just me, but it feels like software is kind of eating the world. (laughs) You know what we could do is have a different guest run our Twitter channel for a a week at a time. (laughs) We're going to get banned so fast. fast. Oh, so I have what? a week and there's no consequences on this? And if I get in trouble, only you like, get in trouble? I feel like they're all that's pretty what, that's responsible. That's what Tignataro does on, yeah, she on does. her Twitter. Yeah. It's pretty rad, too. It's pretty great. It's how I've found yeah. out about a lot of lesser-known comedians. Signataro? Tig. Tignataro? Mm-hmm. It sounds like a cool Digimon. Yeah. You, oh she my is. God. She's very much a cool Digimon, but of comedy. And I she guess. evolves. <laughs> she digivolves. She's, you're right, you're right. Digivolves. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She's sorry, funny sorry, at sorry, comedy, sorry. but I don't know about a Digimon. How is she at Digi comedy though? Nobody, nobody read into that. He literally does not know about Digimon. <laughs> he who? <laughs> he you? I know about Digimon. Get the I fuck out of here! Shit about Digimon. Name I know name, of them, and I know that I name avoided 15 them. Fifteen Digimon. <laughs> the tall one, the short one, green one, 
The furry those one, are, the one with water. Nope, those are those are DC what's characters. What's the common theme? What's the common theme in uh, their names? Mon Digi. Okay. Well, what? <laughs> Hi, I'm Mon Digi, <laughs> <laughs> and this is Sounds of the Earth, Volume One. <laughs> All right, we're back from break. We will come back from break, please. We just have to come back now. All right, yeah. Then that's it. We're back. Who's got the next? To. Who's got the next fight? I got a fight. Whoa. Uh, oh, what? Dude, okay, wait a second. We're real quick. Going back real quick. Are you talking about Digimon, the <laughs> the pocket the pocket pets <laughs> that you fought each other? Wait, wait, guys, guys, let me answer this. We were on a break. <laughs> I still want to know. <laughs> you're, you're, I believe you're referring to the pocket monsters themselves, Pokemon. Pokemon. No. Digimon. Yeah, yeah, Digimon yeah, are yeah. digital monsters. These are the digital ones, the digital monsters. Digimon, digital monsters. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, second line and the fourth line and the sixth line and the eighth line of the theme. It's true. <laughs> Digimon are the champions. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it's actually the second, the sixth, and the tenth. My bad. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> oh, boys. Okay, so um, have we clarified Digimon's position in the manga extended universe? Are they a Disney property yet? Digimon? I'm deleting the past hour and 12 minutes from you this can't. podcast. <laughs> Great. So, That's before so, I started recording. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, I found that they, they kind of have uh, film rights to DBZ franchise. You just talking about Dragon fucking Ball Disney Evolution. ownership rights right now? We can't do this. It, it was a funny <laughs> bit for 10 seconds, but actually tracking the, the phylum and the, and the genus of every single Disney owned property in the Disney CU. Oh no, I can't do it anymore. Please. Jason, Disney CU. Jason, tell us your fight. And I swanted John, dude. If you say the Disney properties, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Well, shit. All right, let me like give me give me like fifteen to twenty minutes to come up with a new fight. All right, I'll uh, cut that all no. out. Okay, so this is my fight, Cody. As you mentioned, you just celebrated uh, a birthday, uh, so happy birthday! Thank you, Jason. And uh, that got me thinking about, uh, and you also love movies, and it got me thinking um, of about this fight. Um, I'm calling this fight. This is forty. Um, yes, dude. Ah! I wrote it down before you said it. I fucking knew it was going to be called This Is 40. I'm the best. <laughs> Good, Sorry, Because continue. this fight, in this fight, we're going to walk you through, Cody, to choose characters uh, that will become your squad in the form of an, your own Apatow movie. No way. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. <laughs> well, so... So the first player, you're going to pick uh, the main character. This represents you. So you can choose between uh, Seth Rogen, uh, Amy Schumer, Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd, Steve Carell, Pete Davidson, Pete Holmes, Kumail Nanjiani, Lena Dunham. Um, you have kind of your pick from any of those or any I have, I've maybe missed. And we're going to walk through some scenarios. I'll, I'll just go with this. The, the very first uh, round uh, will be getting through high school. Paul Rudd. Wow. He's going Paul Rudd. Rudd. No hesitation. Interesting. Well, it was either Rudd or Camille uh, Nanjiani. I thought you were going to go the Camille Nanjiani route, but why Paul Rudd? Really? I also thought about that, and I was like, well... Did I misunderstand the fight? 
They don't have to be physically <laughs> similar to him. But they should they, be similar no, in some way. Like personality wise. <laughs> I mean, Cody could be Kumail. <laughs> you don't think he's he could be Kumail? But this is Paul this Rudd, is also, though. This is also you think he could be pre- Paul Rudd? Kumail, Kumail Nanjani is, I mean, I, you know, I just looked him up real quick. Dude's ripped right now. Dude's ripped now. He's, yeah. But he, when he worked he with Apatow, right now. it was this, this, is not, this is not Marvel a physical superhero. similarity thing. This is a, a personality-wise thing. And I'm the, the problem I have is with Paul Rudd. Cody, make the case it's, that it's Paul all, Rudd. It's all traits. It, I think it includes physicality. Wait, wait. Your Honor, hear him. Hear me out. Hear him out. Hear him out. Cody, you're on thin ice. I'll here. allow it. Make the case that Paul Rudd is your spirit animal. No, we can't use that. Make the case that Paul Rudd is is yeah, uh, socially similar to you. Um, he can be a jackass. He's goofy. He's kind-hearted in a lot of his films, except for uh, Wet Hot American Summer. He's kind of a dick. And he's lovable, and he's quick-witted, and he has all his hair. Yeah, and in the film This Is 40, uh, spinoff of Knocked Up, he's also a bit of a, a nerd. He's got bit that, he's got that baseball, fantasy baseball nerd. Oh, well, okay. <clears throat> anyway. I'll allow it, but you continue to be on thin, thin, and thinner ice. <laughs> when when was um, uh, Kamel on, oh, uh, what Paul Rudd movie was he in? He's not in a Paul Rudd movie. Uh, Kumail, oh, sorry, which... Uh, uh, he's in The Big Sick. Apatow's a producer. I, I extended it out from his directing. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, wait a second. I don't remember him being... Okay, that yeah, makes... Yeah, so that's why that's, I include that Kumail and Pete Holmes from Crashing uh, and Lena Dunham from Girls. They're like people that he's like bringing up, you know? Mm. Apatow likes to go uh, and not bring Lena, up... No, not Lena ooh, Dunham. Ooh, ooh. I got one, I got one, I got one. You better to Apatow the line, counselor. There we go. That's pretty good. <laughs> There we go. What? Perfect. It's not great, but it's it's something. A plus. Okay, so so okay. you've picked you've picked Paul Rudd. Great. Uh, now now you got to pick uh, someone that is far out of your league to be your romantic interest. <laughs> and in in this uh, category, we have uh, Busy Phillips. You're bumming me out, Jason. She's <laughs> Paul Rudd. We have again. Busy Phillips. We have we have Bill Hader. We have Catherine Heigl. We got Emma Stone. We got Leslie Mann. We got Adam Driver. Take your pick. Any one of them. Any one all of them. Those people are so sexy. Even they Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I will, I will never sexy. understand. No, uh, I don't know why. Yeah, that that Adam Driver is mostly just from um, John Oliver's bit in his show. He just. <laughs> Do you think that's why Adam Driver is so hot now? Is because John Oliver made him hot? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I'm. That's why I'm pulling my source from. Is like I don't really know. I don't think much of him. In any particular way, but for some reason, John Oliver is all over him. The source material I, that I'm drawing from is the one time he had his shirt off in Star Wars. <laughs> and the, in the go. greatest boy, Star Wars film. Boy, he looks really silly, huh? <laughs> I my uh, Kevin Hagel's pretty funny, but I've all I've often uh, for a very long time have had a crush on Emma Stone. So sure. I'm going to go Emma, Emma Stone. Stone. Yeah, they're good. Also fits with that that first round of of high school. Keeping that in mind, that's good. That's good. That, the and seventh to round out to round out your crew, <laughs> any Apatow joint needs to have a best bud. So of your best buds, you get to pick from Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, Bo Burnham. He's a residual character in Funny People, so sure. Or pick any up and coming comic uh, that can kind of you can boost up with your Apatow uh, the Apatow bump. 
or Allison Williams having her ass eaten out. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What's that last one? <laughs> what is the way a second? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wait, Jason, please just back it up a a, a minute. Except how is who is it getting their ass eaten this out, is, and how is that a sidekick? Uh, is Allison Williams' uh, daughter to sort of disgrace uh, NBC host Brian Williams, also an actress. She's also in Get Out, uh, and she's having her ass eaten out by your ex-boyfriend. Interesting. This is a, It's a scene from Girls. I, th- I think it's probably one of the most famous scenes from, from the show. I've, television I've program never seen Girls. I never saw Girls, so... I recommend it. Um, it's very good. Very, very good. Well, it's got to get in line behind Gilmore Girls, which is the first girls. Mm-hmm. So, apparently. <laughs> the original girls. You no, know, well, there's the Golden Girls, the and then there's Gilmore Girls, and then there's Girls. <laughs> it's the trilogy, the Holy Triumvirate. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with... Wait, say that those first few names again. Uh, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, Bo Burnham. I any Bo kind Burnham. Of... Yeah. I'm the fucking best. Yeah. That's two called shots in a row, baby. He did get it. Bo Burnham's hilarious. Can confirm. Bo Burnham is hilarious. And that one, and I, I think I, he'd I make could, a good friend. I could definitely That's see you picking Bo. He's Bo Yo. Both creative um, types. Yeah, it work well. Mm-hmm. Both have depression so, and anxiety. He's taller than me. Okay, fuck off. He looks like he's a tall guy. He is. He's tall. a very tall guy. Tall drink of water. Not quite Adam Driver tall. But tall. Really. No, but there, I, I saw I saw the Google there. He's in a, a quick uh, bit from uh, Key and Peel where Key and Peel are competing acapella singers. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a great one. And yes, <laughs> Keegan shows up and uh, and Jordan's already in the group with like curly hair and Bo Burnham's like the leader of them. And that's the first time I've seen him kind of in scale with other people. And I was like, oh my god, he's fucking tall because those guys aren't. I mean, I think uh, Keegan Michael Key is fairly tall, probably like six something. Uh, but Bo Burnham looks like he's like six two. Or- uh, Bo Burnham is six yeah. five. Uh, Adam Driver wow. is six two. Really? Bo Burnham is six. Bo Burnham is six five. Yeah. Shit. See, That's I knew he was tall. maybe too tall. He's tall enough to be your best bud. I, 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 I get. It. So he could be the Luigi to your Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Never have to struggle to read something ever again, pal. Not with Bo around. Sure. That's true. That's a good marking of a good friend. Okay, so mm-hmm. we have we have Paul Rudd as Cody Frost with his main romantic interest, Emma Stone, and his best buddy, Bo Burnham, surviving high school. Do you think he can survive high school with that crew? You know, with all the yeah, I mean, hormones? I, I and- did. Yeah. This movie's going to be sad. Cody, are you eating right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're... You wanted the cameras off, Jevin. <laughs> <laughs> I can still hear him. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Look, uh, yeah, I can survive high school. It would be uh, dark and funny. The movie, yeah, but, the movie's uh, going to be sad. And, and, and full of hijinks. I definitely, I don't know if, I wonder actually if Emma Stone would be mm, interesting. She might be the unrequited romantic interest for a minute, like with close friends, but I like her but i probably get distracted by somebody else who i think is like more attractive mm. we have a good friendship relationship gotcha uh, oh yeah but, uh and i might go after that person but then find out later that actually i we're both more more compatible for one another 
like sky that high, much, high much like or Ish. sex drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the one where like, they're hello? in the car? That it's not. Don't have it again. It's a It doesn't even work. Never. Fallout Boy makes a cameo. It's I can't hear anybody. Oh, they got Fallout Boy for that. Why does it keep? Yeah, that that's not an Apatow joint. Damn. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I, I I'd agree. You guys can make make through high school pretty pretty well. It's a little sad. It's a little bit of a downer, but come come of age pretty pretty neatly. Um, mm-hmm. So now round two is a meet cute full rom com full mm. rom com. <laughs> okay, same characters. Same characters. You got Paul Rudd. You got your Bo Burnham. Your buddies. You're hanging out at a a bar in New York because that's what you do. Can and then we, all of a sudden, yeah. who's this? Emma Stone? How do, how do you how do you bump in? What's the meet cute? More more than likely, my my style would probably be we wouldn't be at a bar. We'd probably be either working at a used record shop mm-hmm. or at a coffee house. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> if we're at a used co- if you, we're at a used record store, uh, a used coffee house. You almost said used coffee house. Yeah. I was I was at a yeah a used coffee house. Can I pitch that? Um, Bo Bo is does not work there. He's just a regular. Great. Yes. He's actually the mooching friend that's around yeah, all the yeah. time. That he I always gets the free to. coffees and any any leftover pastries. Sure. Oh yeah. He's always leaving his. He's always trying to uh, get his zines in our bookcase. Nice. And uh, I think that uh, the meat cute is probably I host an open mic, mm-hmm. which I actually did in Sacramento, oh. and she is a nervous performer. Oh. And is and I encourage her to I I like encourage her to give it a shot. And uh, and there's that. So you're that, that almost like a cute? star is born. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're oh, a star is no, born. Forget, scratch it. I was gonna it. say it's kind of like the reversal of the manic pixie dream girl. So Cody is in this case encouraging Emma Stone's character to break out of her box, expand her mind. Manic pixie dream Cody. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That sounds about mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, she's like a nervous. She's like a nervous would be author. And, you know, wants to be a poet specifically, but there's no money in poetry, but it's like, hey, you only get to live once. Do what you love. Nice. Oh. And we so definitely what's, what's... hit heads at one point. What was that? We definitely bump heads at one point. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was going to be my next question. What's what's going to be the like big climactic thing that pulls you apart, at least momentarily? Like, what's the conflict well, that she... you just can't seem to get, get past for a I moment? I feel like she, when we bump heads, she... She cracks my nose, so I, I have to go to a doctor. It's That's a physical bump head. It's very there's physically, yeah. We sm- like she like yeah. We bump heads, but she actually cracks my nose open, mm. and I have to seek medical advice at some point. So super bad. Uh, but the thing, yes. But the thing that. Uh, Oh yeah, that's a thing for super bad, and it's with Emma Stone um, this, as well. <laughs> that is also true. I was just thinking of a real life experience. Oh my god! So the thing that we struggle with is she gets a grant. She wins a like a grant or like an a, artist a, grant. A, a uh, yeah, like a fellowship yes. that is going to take her to a writing like a like a basically like a writing seminar retreat for six months. Ah, and yeah. um, I think that that's the thing that uh, she struggled. The movie's about her at this point, uh, and it's her struggling with that relate that new relationship or the the foundation of that relationship and the support. Uh, I don't think my character would do anything particularly jackassy because that's not my style. Mm-hmm. Personally, but with Paul, but you also Rudd have a little bit of Paul Rudd character. 
do yeah. something jackassy because that's his bread and butter. If you would have gone the Kumail route, he would have been fine. But mm-hmm. you went the Paul Rudd route. Sweet. That's true. What is he? What do I? Do? You don't think Paul Rudd uh, version of Cody is given to pangs of jealousy? You know what? Actually, I think that Emma Stone would be jealous because I would be also supportive of other people, and mm. that might be misinterpreted as supporting. They, they might the competition. see. She might see a similar like thing of me engaging with another performer in the similar way, even if the emotional undertone isn't there, but like that support and getting upset and then breaking up with me and then realizing that I was just trying to just support another creative person. Gotcha. Uh, and then she feels bad about it. But then there, she's also like, there's that, that scene where she's like, you know what? It's over. And I'm going to go to that writing workshop. And I'm like, what? And then she goes, <laughs> I fucking love this. And the dialogue. Ugh, we what? meet at the... T- what? <laughs> what? And then she jumps out of a window. Oh, no. But she's fine. <laughs> I think Bo... She's fine. She just jumps out the window onto where it's a first story yeah, building. She just, <laughs> she just hits the grass with a thump. <laughs> she just hits the grass and rolls. Yeah. And then I think that I still meet her at whatever train station uh-huh. or airport to say goodbye. And that's where we kind of reconcile love that. the relationship. Love that. I think and Bo's in the background for every. I was going to say I think Bo Burnham's plot. Every shot. Bo Burnham's plot <laughs> is that he keeps on meeting people places and they assume it's a date and he never does. Mm. He's like he's like fine with him. So he's not looking for love or anything. And then the one time he does think it's a date, it he, the other person does not. Think it's a date. <laughs> yeah. So he he has that's, his own. That's wild a funny time. B plot. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good B story for sure. That's a good B story. I also like a subplot of him. Uh, a lot of people thinking he works at the used coffee shop. Yeah. And con- <laughs> like asking where to find stuff. And, and him just telling people because he lives there pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I used to know people at the coffee shop I worked at that were just like that. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's right here. Or, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can help you with that or this thing. It's like basically work here. You just pay us to be here. He just snags a little bit out of the tip jar, figures he earns it. <laughs> He just gets free stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, he's, is, is he my neighbor? No, I think he's just Maybe your he's friend, your pal. He's just be a best guy I know from around. Yeah, yeah, you probably know him from the coffee shop because he comes in literally every day. Yeah, he, that you makes sense. You don't call him your best bud, but like by the third act, you're like, not only are you my best bud, you're my only bud. Yeah. Bud. <laughs> I have no he's social an aspiring- life. <laughs> He's an inspiring filmmaker. That's what he's. That's what he's doing. That's what he says. Oh yeah, that's why he's at the used coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all the time. He wants to get into the filmic industry. <laughs> yeah, the filmic industry. <laughs> Cody, what would you title your Apatow movie? Which one? Oh wait, wait. Is there this another one? scene? Did I miss a scene? There's another one coming. There's oh, there's another, another scene coming. coming? The Is he got another, another scene coming? The well, there's third. a teenage there's a teenage movie then there's a romantic comedy and then there's I guess a third third movie yeah um, or is this all are these all the same this these aren't all the same narrative right uh no they don't have to be but think of it as like the before trilogy you know they're three stories kind of s- disparate but they don't have to actually be continuous plot wise what trilogy the before trilogy I don't know what that is before oh before before, s- oh, before sunrise before, before sunrise. sunset or whatever and before midnight, yeah. yes, yeah, beautiful, beautiful movies. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen any of them, but I know what they are. I've seen one of them. They're truly incredible. All I just got the Criterion Collection, so that's why it's been on my mind. Oh wow, I know very, what we're good. talking about. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> very, very third, good I'm going to say this. I'm going to tri- I'm going to trip this up though, Jason. Whatever your third movie is, 
It's directed by Spike Jones, produced by Jed Apatow. I like Jones? it. Yeah. Jones? Yeah. It's all right. It's, pr- it's now that Apatow's, you know, moved more into a producer no, no, no. role. Not not Spike jo- not Spike Jones, that Spike Jones, the other Spike Jones. Spike there's, Jones, there's the... Two Spike Jones. Guys, I have there a very limited... <laughs> I have a very limited grasp on pop culture. Can we not no, 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 use people no, no. who are named like, the Cody, same thing? Spike Jones or Spike Lee? Or Spike Jones. Spike Jones. <laughs> Spike Jones. You said Spike. You said a Spike Jones. Yeah, I know. Joint, which is wrong, I was, that's Spike like, Lee. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, wait, no, mm-hmm. there's just Spike Jones. There's just the one director. Spike Jones. Well, technically yeah. two, but go ahead. There are two Spike Jones. Jones. There's the original. There's the original like vaudevillian uh, music composer named Spike Jones. S P I K E J O N S E or J O N. Yeah, Jones. The and then there's one. Spike Jones, the filmmaker who got his, his like, that's his, not his real name, but he got that name mimicking Spike Jones, the comedic, as my understanding, but he spells it J-O-N-Z-E. So for yeah. this Spike Jones, Cody, is this more adaptation or more jackass, do you think? Well, so the theme of it is, you know, embracing middle age, getting a little older, like the this is 40 or a funny people, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's kind of the, the theme around it, you know, starting to age a little bit. Now, maybe maybe Paul Rudd and Emma Stone are married and having trouble. Maybe they have kids. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is... <laughs> I feel like this is either going to be kind of like a... Being John Malkovich or maybe a Synecdoche, New York. Oh, rough. <laughs> rough stuff, pal. He's only the producer of that the second one. So it could be, you know, this, I mean, it could be adaptation, but adaptation is so, it kind of weaves a circle within itself in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And being John Malkovich is more of an exploration, I think. Yeah. Which I think in being, I think I never saw being forty the the this is Paul 40. Rudd movie. This is forty, isn't that? Uh, is that like just them being forty year old, a forty year old couple, and just like existing as that? And yeah, yeah, reflecting it's, it's on what the, that means. They're the same couple they were in Knocked Up. Catherine right. Heigl's sister, I think, is Leslie Mann. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and Paul Rudd, and, but now. Either I, I actually haven't seen that one. That's I think the one Apatow movie I haven't seen. But they're yeah, they're forty and they have kids and it's Apatow's actual kids and all that stuff. That's really all I know about. It. I think I think regardless, Bo Burnham is basically me. I'm basically Bo Burnham in this case. <laughs> Am I wrong? That's Am right. I so off base? Where is I I don't know. Hey, I'm the Bo Burnham here, Paul Rudd, is what I'm saying in this last one. That's you know what, Jevin. In these times, that's the most the most romantic thing somebody said to me in a very long time. It's the most romantic <laughs> thing I've said in a quite a long time. <laughs> it's the most romantic thing I've heard uh, in quite some time. <laughs> Does he finally get a real date? Uh, no, still single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think it would be interesting. I think. Um, we would definitely be. I, I think part of that is just that kind of like. The existential reflection of this new, st- this like newish stage of, of life. Actually, did you ever see that? It's not very good. It's like being um, there. It's not being John Malkovich. It's being not that. There. It's the one with what is his fuck? What the hell? I'm blanking on this. Right. After yeah, this is good podcast. Good you can cut good all content. this shit. Being there. 
No, it is a movie is it that has movie? the same. Oh God! Being Who for the benefit is... of Mr. Kite. Okay. Oh yeah, is it that <laughs> song by the Beatles? Yeah. No, Ben. Where Where uh, the good things are being? No, not the Ben Affleck. What the a Ben? What's the Ben that's a comedian that every people kind of like, but have also Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's in it. It's a weird. It's one of the weird movies that Ben Stiller. Mystery Men. The Heartbreak Kid. No. Okay, this is uh, nothing. This is a tangent within a tangent. <laughs> Can we please get back to land? Can we please swim back to land? We're on thin ice. Heat Vision and Jack. <laughs> yeah. Zoolander Two. <laughs> Okay, so it's like a Zoolander 2 meets her, is, what I, oh, is where I'm at right now. Zoolander her. <laughs> yeah, Zoolander her 2. Uh, this time Ben God Stiller's an AI, it. and he's going to fuck. Yeah, Ben Stiller's in this one for sure. God. Okay, okay, so you're getting over the fact that you've reached middle age. You're yes. finding ways to compensate that. Tell me what Paul Rudd, Cody Frost's midlife crisis is like. What? Wait, if you again? were Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd was you. Right. What new hobby would Paul Rudd you pick up as a midlife crisis? Board gaming. You already have that <laughs> hobby. Pick up. It needs to be so uh, extreme that it gets your wife concerned. That's not even going to raise a single eyebrow. That's it's true. not going to raise an eyelash. Uh, what hobby would he pick up? What, what obsession? Fuck. I don't know, man. That's the problem. This, this Cody Frost isn't having an existential meltdown being having turned 40 because most of my life I've been pursuing the things that I enjoy. And so I don't find myself reflecting on a life that I could have had in that extreme way that I think a lot of people like in the movie, maybe that's what they're reflecting on. It's like, Oh, our youth is gone and we have children and all these obligations. Yes. What about a high stakes, illegal antique trade? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Seems like pretty good symbolism. Actually, that's pretty good. Is that something that Bo Burnham's character as you would want? Oh, buddy, I am the broker. I am against this, but I support you in it. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, leave you to do this on your own cuz I think you might get hurt. You know what? Actually, you know what I'm going to I'm going to say? I'm going to say art forgery. Art forgery? There we Fuck go. Yeah. That's yeah. a hobby we yeah. can get behind. There nice. we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I like it. I think I like it a for, lot. I think it's I think art forgery. I I would say that Paul Rudd's got the got the skills but never had kind of the ambition and gets into a situation where has to make some money. Mm-hmm. Bo Burnham is his relatively successful friend who uh, knows the, you know, is is in part of the scene and uh part still that Paul is not in the scene. And knows about like the arts, the art world and what's going on and knows that somebody is up and coming or has just broken through Mm -hmm. and is really uh, making a name for themselves as far as the art world. And uh, that the artwork is relatively similar to the style of art that Paul Rudd had been working on like Mm, 10 years earlier. And so he's like, you could just probably make a bunch of money making forgeries of, you know. Hell yeah. You get into uh, that. So and so's art, and uh, so he starts doing that, and he keeps convinced, telling his wife Emma Stone that it's just a hobby, and she doesn't. But she notices, of course, it's like nice things yeah. start getting taken, you know, things get taken care of and stuff like that. And it's uh, then it's that whole 
you know, double life. And Emma Stone uh, lies teaches art history at a college. She was a poet. Yes. Mm. Community, yeah. community college. Mm. Teaches at a community nice. college. I like it. Yeah. She's she's more that like Grant really paying off. She's huh? more. <laughs> She's more. She's more into the like. The, like they connected in the, in the past. They connected over their like their genuine appreciation of art and the art like art of all yeah. sorts. Not in it for the money and not the commodification Absolutely. of art, right? And so, uh, so that was the thing that made it to where it was hard for Paul to make a career as an artist because he did never want to monetize things. But she went into, into college and in art history and was able to get the job uh, teaching, but also has. A side studio that she makes a lot, so she's got that nice balance going on. Okay, yeah. So is this becoming like a like a almost a Breaking Bad kind of thing? Like eventually, like Jason, just getting- you read my fucking mind when he <laughs> escalating said escalating and escalating. When he said he has to convince his wife that it's just like a small thing he's doing on the side. That this is going to be the last job, one more batch. But then he comes in definitely- and says, "We have to fucking cook, Bo Burnham." <laughs> <laughs> I think that what ends up happening, though, is is that he starts diving into different types of forgeries. And in order to be able to make the sales more convincing, uh, because uh, Bo Burnham's character isn't as like an elite uh, gallery owner or whatever his status is, that people don't really know Paul Rudd's uh, previous artist life. They don't really know him from from the because he's been out yeah. of the community for a while. And so a lot of new people don't know who he is. And so he comes in basically wheeling and dealing as if he's like this high end underground status uh, art dealer who's wheeling and dealing with all of these artists that everything has to be on the DL because of that. So it heightens the stakes for him personally, because he's now starting to get involved, get invited to things, go going out and starting to gain more status as like a, an art dealer even though he's just making fakes. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Loving that. Excellent. That's pretty good. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And also it, it kind of sets itself up for like a good moment where, you know, your career in uh, in art and your marriage sort of uh, both like teeter and wobble off of their axis at the same time. You know, you've got like a good little sure. parallel set up there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also... Oh, yeah, that's for sure the climax. And also Bo Burnham's character keeps going uh and meeting people thinking that they're not dates but they turn out to be dates every time it's like his uh that's his that's his style for all the characters yeah. he plays yeah. except for in high school that's, his stick in his... high school is he keeps re- walking into the wrong class and noticing that it's not the right one uh right before the bell rings <laughs> silly yeah. silly boy yeah it's never the right class. It's never the right he's class. He's like never in the right Mm-mm. class. Yeah. His thing is that he's in the wrong spot at the right time. <laughs> I also, I like the idea that we met in a class that wasn't mm-hmm. his class, but that we started a good conversation. So he decided yeah, to stay. He just kept coming. He, yeah. So he, so he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm not even in this class, but this was cool. I might come back. He's <laughs> literally failing all of his classes, but technically he has an A in all of his classes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He's very charismatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a final round, a oh. surprise round, oh, bonus no. round. Whoa. Now, the three characters you've chosen, or actors, I guess, uh, Paul Rudd, Emma Stone, and Bo Burnham, are going to have to physically fight a <laughs> composite Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. 
Uh, that <laughs> composite Step Brothers, Holmes and Watson, Talladega Knights, all all their the the friendships from all of their Holy all the Jesus. wait 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 from all the comedy movies like that or all the movies they've ever been in the the, the, the buddy that, ones where they're okay. those two are where they're together buddies. got it all right and I th- mainly right. those three mainly Holmes, those three Holmes I, and Watson. I don't know if there's a, never seen it well, well and also neither Step I, Brothers but, but Will Ferrell plays Sherlock Holmes and John C Riley plays Doctor John Watson. Yeah, that's, that's true. Roughly it. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the most elite characters sure. they play yeah. ever in a movie together. <laughs> well, in Talladega Nights, they're like top tier NASCAR drivers, right? They're like, yeah, fairy. they're also kind of idiots. Yeah. They're both idiots. I, I, I'm pretty sure the Holmes and Watson, they're still idiots. They are I very much still idiots. <laughs> um... <laughs> so they're a composite. So they're like, of like a like a giant beast thing that is both of them. I think they have all of the skills and intelligence that they've displayed in Step Brothers and in Holmes and Watson and in Talladega Nights. Yeah, but Great. it's just those two, each of them taking their roles and they're but they're bounded together, not physically but spiritually. Oh, okay. So they're just two. There's there's two two of them, but they're taking on all of that stuff. Yeah, they have all the traits from gotcha. all all three of those characters. Will Ferrell's in not in the okay. um, in the one where he's a country singer, right? Like the Johnny Cash one. Walk hard. Walk hard. I don't believe so. If if he is at all, it's like a very brief cameo. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they're not a. It's not a buddy yeah. film. It's just it's yeah. just a Johnny Cash movie. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very good too. It is good. That's it also an appetizer. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. So, mm, their their teamwork is strong. Yeah. If we're assuming they've completed the events of all these movies. Yeah. Their teamwork is right. uncanny strong. Correct. Also remarkably violent. Like, they, at least in Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, penchant for destructive violence. Mm, Correct. That's true. That's true. They're, we don't even need to plot their, their level. Them. Their level of aggression can be very easily uh, Will Ferrell is 6'3". My Whoa, gosh. he's yeah. he's almost got Bo Burnham. Oh, so Bo Burnham's got two inches. Bo Burnham's on Will still Ferrell. towering. The tail of the tape, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> brought to you by uh, Wonder Bread. Yeah, so Bo Burnham has to has to take on Farrell. Almost certainly. Yeah, but Bo Burnham is like a like a lean six five. Yeah. And uh, Will Ferrell's like a stocky six six. But I three. think if Paul and Bo go two and one on Will. Emma Stone could take down John C. Riley easy. <laughs> you don't think John C. Riley is taking like kickboxing classes on the side? Oh no way! He's he's taking drumming from Step Brothers. Fair. That's true. Uh, okay, here's a question: Do do any of uh? I mean, well, no, that's going to be too overpowered. I was going to say, do do Bo Burnham, Paul Rudd, and Emma Stone get any of their? other movie movie character strengths or weaknesses but that would be from the movies we created today is it the movies we created today or is it their other their other films i'm gonna say it's movies we've created today because giving paul rudd ant-man powers you guys like no fair well no 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 his 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 powers are in ant-man are from the suit he himself is just a fighting guy I mean, he's like a fit guy who could fight. He has fight. basically no powers outside of the suit. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. He's a, he's a, but he's a fighter. He's a fighter. Okay, but Cody, he's... the ruling is on the field, and now we're on a tangent, so we have to go with only the powers that they've learned today. So you have art mm. forgery, you have the ability to be in the right place at the wrong time. Yeah, sorry, Bo showed up to the wrong fight. 
Yeah, right. He yeah. and it wasn't yeah. even really Showed a fight. Up to a different fight. fights the other Sherlock Holmes and Watson. <laughs> yeah, he fights, he fights Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. in a two on one. And Jude Law. And he wins that one surprisingly. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not there yeah, for the main thrust one. of the fight. Mm-hmm. I feel like Emma Watson's character. I want to give you some notes on your movies. I feel like Emma Watson's character is underdeveloped in, in literally these. every single movie. Yeah, because. Well, I know this, she's a poet I'll and she's in art, but what are her combat skills? Like, what are her feats vis-a-vis, like, hand-to-hand, Cody? Her second, the second one, she's the main character. I definitely think oh, that she's also a strong feminist. She's self-reliant. And I think that she also would, she also would be taking either a kickboxing or a personal defense class, self-defense class, because that, in your early 20s or so you're living in a city or something she's independent mm-hmm. she probably wants to be prepared so i'd say she's got a good fighting chance against john c Riley for also sure. the comedic through lines you open up if you have a female character who's very skilled in self-defense there's a lot of options you can go with from sure that. absolutely uh, that's the reason why she uh, cracks my nose open when we bump heads right okay i'm taking emma head. stone over john c Riley. eight easy. out of ten maybe yeah, nine easy. out of ten Easy, easy, easy. But now we need to see if I Paul would... Rudd Frost can take down Will Ferrell. Is, is John C. Riley in um, Saving Private Ryan? I know Will Ferrell's not, but I think John C. Riley's in Saving Private Ryan. Really? Is he really? It's only... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No yeah. way. But but it's yeah, only I know, well, I know that John movie's Riley's... not on the list, but I was just trying to think of any action-y movie that he's been in. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yeah, but he's, 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 in, he's just a, like a guard like he's not even a guard he's just like an officer he doesn't do anything he doesn't even fight or anything he's like he's just there yeah 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 he's a grunt at best i was just trying to think if he was in any action movie that could be actiony does the lobster count as an auction movie yes (laughs) does chicago count both to both jesus jason it's an action Uh, movie to me yeah but in that one he plays mr glass or mr cellophane he plays mr cellophane so it doesn't matter right Weak. <laughs> I think that John C. Riley does not. He has just general like big kid fighting skills, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's gonna fucking windmill. He he has no coordination, dude. Yeah. Well, he has he has a little bit of coordination because he drums, but not good court. Not fighting. He's like yeah. the person who goes rhythm. into a mosh pit for the first time and doesn't really know how to conduct themselves. Mm-hmm. So Let's Will see. Ferrell does have a sonic attack available to him. Because that's basically what? the only thing he employs in his acting career is yelling, kicking, and sure, screaming. right, right. But not kicking he does in this case. Of- mm-hmm. No kicking, right, right. But oh. he does have a sort of a you know like a, a supersonic scream mm-hmm. uh, that he can unleash on you at any time, <laughs> and the whole audience will laugh, <laughs> which is like psychic. Uh, but do you think that? Do you think that that is? Something that can destroy the uh, the tacit aloofness that Paul Rudd likes to toss into a lot of his yeah, characters. Yeah, Paul Rudd's gonna play it cool yeah. in the face of Will screaming. That's true. Can I think he's just be, be like, so sarcastic? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that just, as loud as you can get? I didn't realize. Nice one, classic Paul Rudd. Um, yeah, yeah. Keep. <laughs> did you, yeah. Like, could you yell that a little louder? I nailed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say something? Even better. <laughs> nailed it in two takes. Wow, it's so cool that we got Paul Rudd in Cody's apartment for this one. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, Paul, for that bit. I appreciate it. He's gone. Oh, he's gone already. Oh. He's, gone. he's not even going to do plugs. 
That's kind of fucked up. No, he's not. He didn't. He doesn't need to do. If plugs. you need a plug on this show, less people would turn. You know him. where to see him. You know where to watch him. <laughs> you know where to find him. All wait, over is the Paul place. not union? Anywhere. Are we not union? Oh, soon. We've we've, we've almost put yeah, in enough audio put, time to get SAG certified. <laughs> is, is there a podcasters union? There's got to be. There almost, will be eventually. Almost certainly, right? but it's gotta suck shit. Almost. <laughs> how was how, wait wait wait? How could there be a podcasters union? Everybody does their own independent yeah. work. Not unless you, unless you work. Right? There's the giant monolithic uh, part of Airwolf or part of Headgum or part of uh, Nerdist. Nerdist or, or uh, and cut tangent. <laughs> Cloud Nine and uh, all right. Is that is that is that that's the fight? Is that the fight? That is. That's that's the fight. That's the whole thing. I think. I think. I still think Paul Rudd. Yeah, is able to take down Will, especially Will older than Paul. So he'd probably go down kind of quick. At least at some. point. I like Rudd Stone nine out of ten in this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. for sure. With for an sure. honorable Can mention to Bo, who would have twi- just comes in late in the fight, kind of like leaps in, tackles somebody who got up when you didn't expect them to. Sorry, guys. I thought I had a but date like right at the end. It yeah, turns yeah. out it was uh, just my doctor. Like. Like like Rudd, <laughs> Paul Rudd and Emma Stone think they finally beat Will all the way down, but he kind of like gets up and wipes the blood away from his nose, and then Bo Burnham full tackles him to the ground, and he's dead. He dies. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead. Snaps, snaps his <laughs> neck. It goes into those. It goes into the one of those three D mm-hmm. rendered versions of Will Ferrell's skeletal structure, and you just see a bunch. And then of bones you see a break. bunch of light pass between Bo Burnham and Will Ferrell, and then Bo has now gained the power shriek that Will used to. Have. <laughs> it's like he. It's like Bo Burnham learned something when he when he went to the the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes fight. Yeah, yeah, he picked something up. Fucking discombobulated the nation. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, uh, that movie was entertaining, but not. What are we talking good? about? The Sherlock Holmes movie so much. Yeah, oh, I Sherlock liked it a lot. Holmes movie. It was entertaining, but it wasn't oh, no, it's not good. good. It was like I yeah, remember hating it I liked the it. entire time. I like couldn't be entertained. That's so by it. buck wild to me, Jason, that you don't like the Sherlock Holmes movie. That's so strange. I don't. I really don't. Rewatch it. It's str- that's strange to me because you don't like that, which is like basically a thin, like thin theme veiled over an action movie, right? It's like not really Sherlock Holmes, but you like Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I like Hobbs and Shaw. I will say I, I do also like Sherlock Holmes. So I thought like all the stuff they did with uh, Sherlock Holmes in the, the Guy Ritchie movie, the, the, the calculating the blows and stuff like that. I just fucking hated. Love it. I was like, I oh loved yeah, it, dude. it's a That's- natural extension of Sherlock Holmes's mental. Abilities. It's great. Yeah. I don't. It's so what wrong. goes through. It's you know that's what this podcast is in my mind <laughs> when I say Conan oh. Doyle is flipping in his grave. It's flipping that he didn't think of it, dude. <laughs> it's the perfect example of Sherlock Holmes, but bloodlusted. Yeah, it's exactly what I needed yeah. for this podcast so that I could cite it in future in future iterate. Why have we not had a Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> you fight? heard it here first, folks. Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes movies are the reason this podcast exists. <laughs> Fuck you! I would say they're the last Jedi of Sherlock Holmes movies. No, that's you know I'll what? Take Actually, that. Uh, I'm quitting the podcast. Jordan, I'm off. I'm not, done. That's not a that's not a bad idea, Jordan, to do a a bunch of Sherlock Holmes fighting yeah. each other or like deducing mysteries uh, ah, about each it, other it, or something. It, it, it. Put it in the fight bank. All right, just saying it would be that's good. That's it. 
That's all, folks. That's all she wrote for this week. And she wrote quite a goddamn bit this week, huh? We wrote three movies. More than you would have expected coming into it. Cody, Cody, do you have anything you would like to plug? I would like to plug all of my amazing friends and family who helped me celebrate my 40th birthday. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. You know, it's hard in these times of uh, social isolation to kind of maintain that that connection because technology is not a great way of doing it, but uh, I really appreciate them. And keep listening to this podcast because this shit's funny and follow all of these guys on all their social media outlets because uh, they're smart and witty and Jordan's trying comedy. So <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> a thinly veiled burn. That's okay. No, it's well deserved. I get it. It's not a, I, I really do understand where Cody's coming from here. It's not a burn. Jordan is a genuinely funny human being, and I appreciate his presence there on we go. Earth. That wasn't a burn. And Big mistake, I think buddy. that. And I, I just, I want him to be randomly tweeting weird thoughts all the time. That's my joy. Sure, sure. I'll see if all I can. I'll toys. see if I can set it up, Cody. I'll see if I can get a, a few thoughts to to be funny enough for me to go on the internet, but not offensive enough that they don't pass the Jevin filter, which a lot of them do not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Take it from me. They're all uh, top quality, good stuff. You cannot hear any of it. Don't, you don't want this. If Jevin ever opens up like a shit my roommate says Twitter, I'm going to get canceled so fucking fast. I'm going to be so canceled. Oh, my God. <laughs> the first non-famous to ever be canceled. <laughs> I'm going to have employers have writing to fire me from jobs I don't have yet. Hashtag Jordan Neal is over party. We're starting it. Fans of the show, start that hashtag tonight when you listen to it. For no reason. Just see if just see if we can well, get it trending, you something. know? No uh, press is bad press, yeah, even if it's canceling a member of the podcast. I'll just be happy if they can spell my last name right. Yeah, that'll be nice. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, so were you guys doing Yeah, Jason, doing what do you want to plug? Anything? Uh, so it, uh, for me, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at AJasonDuval. I tweet there from time to time. Uh, I made a SoundCloud in this pandemic. I haven't nice. done anything in a while, but it's it's – it makes me happy it's not very good but you know listen to it and for the show uh you can follow us at on twitter at all fights pod on instagram at all fights considered uh dm us like our stuff uh interact with us submit fights all that great stuff there um also make sure you're subscribed to us on whatever platform you find appropriate and give us that five star rating on itunes it helps a lot and make sure to tell your friends I'd like to give a shout out to scientists and experts. Oh, nice. Uh, I would also like to give a shout out to Colton Redwine, who made our opening theme and who masters each and every episode. Thank you, Colton. You're an expert in your own field and more people should listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. If you if you want to find we've never done this, by the way, but if you want to find Colton on Twitter, he's at Colton Redwine. You can follow him and, and ask him about music because he's a musical genius sub for that good opossum content (laughs) yeah ask him about opossum (laughs) just drop the word opossum when you add him please yeah correct Uh, as always i am at kevin with a j on twitter and i do dumb jokes there i just started a very bad youtube channel called jevin's big dumb youtube channel 
Uh, so you can go to that and subscribe if you want to get content every three or four months. Um, <laughs> and other than that, stay safe as always. Stay safe out but there. But it, it is juicy, thick it's content. That, though. that thicky, good content that you need. Gooey, gooey, gooey. Sticky, icky, icky. dripping and thick. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a bit of gristle to it. And some people don't like that. Some people cut that off. Yeah, it's, got a, hearty, me, it's got a hearty <laughs> chew. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some gristle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to know that it's going to be solid in my arteries. Yeah. And that's what I feel about these YouTube channels is I can feel them thickening up my blood my and reducing my lifespan. Is straight up uncooked bear fat. And the first ever YouTube channel that's pre diabetic. Yeah. Yes. It's bad for you, but it tastes great. God. Oh, God. God. Something about Cody being on makes us talk. In fucking paragraphs. (laughs) It's not my fault. Cut tangent. (laughs) End of episode. It's okay. I'm just here by myself. Not anymore. Oh shit. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yes.